You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete floors to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builders' labour is a name to make a man feel proud Concrete Gang would like to correct statements made on this program on the 17th of May and the 12th of July 2020 regarding Clark Crane's Proprietary Limited and Michael Clark. It was incorrect for us to suggest that Mr. Clark and Clark Cranes were responsible for a crane accident at Box Hill which resulted in the death of a worker and the serious injury of another. That Mr. Clark and Clark Cranes regard money as being more important than safety that Clark Cranes is insolvent or about to be declared insolvent, and that Clark Cranes no longer has a business relationship with Ramondi Cranes. 3CR acknowledges these statements have the potential to cause serious damage to the reputation of Mr Clark and Clark Cranes. 3CR unreservedly apologises for any offence caused. Hi, we're the Marindas and you're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855am. And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and... Some of us. Good morning, Gorilla. Good morning, uh, young Warren. Good morning, uh, Camper. How are you, mate? I can have a little bit. <laughs> Hypersensitive, I'd say. Just, just a little bit stressed. Uh, Campo's had a bad one. We, we wound him up a bit this morning. but uh, Yeah, I had so, a bit of a wobbly. Yeah, he's thrown a bit of a You'll come good, mate. You'll bounce back like those mighty bombers. Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. Please. At least North Melbourne finished the season like they started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, we don't have to do about footy now. It's all over now. That's it. There's a few people who are still going to be... Uh, Whinging about the grand final weekend. Oh, yeah, what about that? Hey, Can we, listen. I think we should start off with that, because I mean, I, I thought that wasn't... I actually thought the government might take that whole day off us. Why? Well, just because I thought that. Because it's supposed, to be about, <laughs> it's supposed to be a holiday to go to the grand final parade and celebrate Melbourne's addiction to AFL football, but... So we've done a great job, I thought, but apparently um, maybe not. There's a few people sooking. We didn't move the public holiday. That's right. 
the government did. We are keeping to our calendar. We will be having the RDO on the 26th. But the, the obviously... Yes, the, the September RDO is still on the on Monday week. But, but the thing that's in question, and a few people are not happy with, shifted. It, is the lockdown on the Saturday. And yeah. at the moment... I've got to be honest with you. We've got blokes that are just getting back to work yeah, and need the money in their back pocket. It's all right for someone who's been working through and hasn't stopped. But there's blokes that are about to come back because obviously we're going to be talking about it in a sec. The, the numbers are getting lifted up to 80%. There's some blokes that haven't worked in a couple of months that really need coins. So. That's right, Campo. So it's about... So what they've actually done is they've shifted the Friday holiday to... October the tw- Friday, October the 23rd. So for the weekend, it's actually the grand final weekend, yes. right? And we're, and we're saying that the lockdown weekends, if, if they have to work... Well, the Saturday's optional, like yep, they use every optional. other Saturday. So, and as Campo said, it's all right for us to take the high moral ground, but I mean, but, but some blokes have worked through and that's fine, but the blokes that haven't will be coming back trying to get a quid. So yep. that's the reason we've done it. And some of them aren't going to be too happy that the following weekend is actually the cup... Grand uh, Cup weekend shutdown, and we're still going with that. We're still going with the five days. So, okay, a bit of mucking around. That's what happens in these circumstances. I can remember the Spanish flu. The Spanish <laughs> flu. In fact, I can remember the Spanish Inquisition. But I do remember Grand Final was never set down as a shutdown weekend. It was always a work day, and you had to take a little bit of action on the job. And show a little bit of backbone and say, exactly, we're yeah. not coming in. Yeah. So if you're that's on right, a job right. that's been working all the way through and you don't want to go to work on the Saturday before the grand final, after the public holiday, well, bloody well, don't. Right. And we've got to remember, the grand final... It is overtime. It's on, it's, it's on at night. It's, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, it's on at 7 o'clock at night. So wonder how that's going to go for them. It's not like you're actually working while the grand final's on. Anyway, be happy that you've kept your public holiday that was never there before Dan Andrews came along and he is trying to say thank you because it has been hard but infections have gone down and people are getting back to work. And for the people in the country, enjoy it. And hopefully we'll all be close behind them. But uh, we'd have to say, I mean, even I'm getting to touch of cabin food with myself. I mean, yeah, you, I mean... When it comes to the weekends, luckily we can work during the week and then thank God for that. But if people are shut down for seven days, you know, it is, you know, I mean, they've done a great job and, and, and we've done it for the right reason, trying to get rid of this coronavirus. No other reason. And and I think, we oh, reckon we're caught in a bit of shit. What about poor old Dan? Oh, oh I just don't, and I don't understand it. But anyway, I, I don't understand it, but I do. But hopefully, as you said, Warren, the, the figures are going down. We're getting on top of this. And we, we can get rid of it. We can move on. Get this, and, and, and our industry will be starting uh, in two weeks. We'll be starting back to 80%. Yep. 85. 85%. So uh, that'll be good. So a lot of people that are sitting home unemployed will be able to come back and start earning a quid. And that's going to yep. relieve and a bit. And bosses of... are on the phones oh. as I uh, speak because I have been talking to a few construction managers and that during the week. And they're all saying the same thing. They're warning people, their subbies, their own employees. Get yourselves ready. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And there's a lot of action on sites to make sure the jobs stay open by introducing new standards in relation to COVID prevention, tracing, testing, the whole thing. It's going to be a bit difficult, but 
We're going to keep the jobs open. We've done a whole lot better than a whole lot of other people. I've got to talk about the resilience of construction workers. On on a job this week, and this is just how construction workers think, and it was quite funny, you know, talking about the COVID numbers, the boys were actually betting on the numbers. They were betting on the numbers for the next day. They were going over 40, under 40, and they were betting on it. So I thought... God, love them. <laughs> you got to love them, don't you? Like, how good is that? Well, I've got to, I've got to, now you brought that up, I've got to own up to something because uh, I was around at my old mate Club Skinny's place the other day having a kitchen sink. And, um, you know, what it's nah, well, I wasn't doing that then, but I mean, <laughs> no, I'm his carer, I'm his carer. So, so what happened? Some uh, lovely June, uh, the lovely wife of our good man here, Warren, rang me uh, and I said, she goes, well, I'm going to have to go. She goes, well, what's going on? I said, we're actually betting on a pigeon that was on the, on, on the power line outside his window, how long it'd sit there for. And we're actually, no one was allowed to make any noise to hit the window and scare it off. We're all actually betting it was up to about 30 bucks a head at the time. But, uh, so, anyway, it doesn't sound too funny, but it was, at the time it was you know, hilarious. But anyway. <laughs> it's one of those things you just to be there. You definitely have got cabin fever. <laughs> right on. Now, let's no, talk. I mean, that's what we do, building yeah. workers. When things are tough, tough like. Uh, Campo said the boys are betting on that. That's that's great. I mean, you have a, we still let have a bit of fun where we can. Yep, I think there's been a few people having some fun, but we uh, talk about that next week. Oh. Righto. What we should also say is congratulations to the organisers and the delegates putting the pressure on for the bosses in the industry to put out their notice of employee representation rights. I've been on this, and I know it's boring. No N-E-R-R, no rep rights, no agreement can be voted on, no increases can take place. So if your company has not put out its rep rights notice, start playing up, because even the MBA are telling their members to put it out. Allegedly. Well, I think there's no doubt, because a few bosses who have been burnt have uh, rung up and said, I've done it. And some of the builders that have put it out, and we've obviously got writing to say they have put it out, yep. some of them builders are NBA friendlies. Yep. What I've seen on the list. Oh, yes. Yes, the, uh, and the only people who have been delaying all this all the way through has been the ABCC, because a lot of these builders want federal-funded uh, jobs, and therefore they've got to be code-compliant, and the ABCC is on its third review of the document, and it's dragged out for months. And if you don't reckon that's trying to stick it up us, I don't know what is. And yet, the industry has done a <coughs> superb job in keeping going, keeping people employed as best we can, and there is no reward from that from the Morrison government and their, and their task force, their ABCC, people who are just persecutors of trade unionists. We know why they're dragging it out, because obviously the umpire, he, he, all his mates are out of work, so he's got them probably subbing in the on sham contract arrangements for the they can't umpire AFL games. The green maggots. <laughs> Righto, moving right along, we have uh, got another little story, Campo, in relation to our good friends, the uh, ACTU and the SDA. Your good friends, <laughs> not mine. Um, yeah, obviously the Muppet Brigade, it's been rumoured around that obviously there's a review into the boot test. It's better off overall test with an industrial agreement. You, our agreement's gone through, it gets certified, and they check it to make sure it's better off overall. 
Well, apparently the SDA and the, uh, the trade union movement are trying to water it down to make it less. So they try and take away minimum conditions and it affects the lowest paid workers and that's what they're doing. So that's the rumour out there at the moment. Now there are a few problems in every award and every uh, agreement that is made where it's not always blindingly obvious what the benefits are in some clauses. And maybe our friends at the Fair Work Commission have not exactly been rational in how they've handled some of these boot test uh, examinations. Some really piddling little things that are put a value on, uh, which is just unrealistic. But the boot test has proven time and time again that the SDA in particular have failed miserably with their employees that they, in fact, they've ended up worse than what they would have been under the award. The agreement has been shit. And that's why there is a retail workers uh, union now who have been creating mayhem in the retail sector because of all the big companies, the Coles, the Woolworths, all these other people who have all been abusing the system and the SDA have done bugger all about it. So... I'm sure the federal government, in their own inimitable style, have tried to uh, recruit some uh, trade union entities into a uh, review of the boot test. Beware. It is only aimed at one thing, helping bosses and not workers. We might cut to a track to uh, celebrate the fact that uh, people... Uh, Your second last show. Perhaps. <laughs> but all the people in the country, all the family down in the Western District who are out and about today and uh, who are enjoying their little freedoms. Please.
What was the name of that song again? Thank you very much. What was it? Fat Bottom Girls. No. What's the well, that's the bike riding one. Uh, that's not the one I played. Which one did you play? I played the one about being afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. Oh, this is, what, this is what happens when we don't play the tracks. Actually, due. No, no, no. There's a bit of a power struggle. We've got two assistant musical directors now. There's a little bit of a power struggle. Righto. Let's talk about some job news. And there is a bit of job news that Campo can report on with our old uh, friends and current adversaries, Harris HMC. Yeah, obviously the lads have been out there um, to a job in... just going off the reports, I believe it's Collingwood or Richmond, the job. So, um, obviously, there's been a heap of OHS issues on the job. Uh, there's been issues with access and all the handrails tied up with tie wire, which, you know, that's the old chestnut. Apparently, the boys had to step pretty much nearly a metre to get on the job. Like, there's no stair access, no nothing. The mobile cranes were set up out the front and all the road, there's no compression, there's no compaction test done, no geotech done on it. All the road was all broken up and they're lifting out of the street. All the usual stuff, and apparently the WorkSafe sent the Blind Blind God uh, Blind Dog Association down there, and apparently they they couldn't find any issues, even though they had to use a you know twelve meter ladder to access the job. But you know that's just WorkSafe for you. So apparently down there there was no there was no COVID stuff in place. You know the toilets were filthy. There was no peggies in place. There's no nothing, and you know again WorkSafe put themselves in glory, and you know. Nothing to see here, nothing unusual about that. So, you know, the boys went down there, did the business, and I believe the issues are getting resolved on the job. Yes, well, Harris HMC, once upon a time, used to be a fairly small fit-out mob who uh, probably didn't do a bad job. Done a few uh, jobs around the trade union movement. They did the uh, ETU office, for example. And life was pretty straightforward and things weren't too bad, but... Then they became builders, and then they decided they'd have a uh, character change. And I think we're still living with the consequences. And I believe they got, they've got they opened up another arm as well. So that's how bad they're going. They've got a shit arm, and then they've opened up another shit arm. Boy, Why don't they chop both arms off? Pretty much. Righto. Now, we should also report on a bit of uh, good news. Melbourne Precast. We've been on about Melbourne Precast for quite some time. They uh, sacked a uh, shop steward, they sacked a health and safety rep, they sacked a number of blokes. Now, the first case that went to the uh, federal court has been handed down, and Mr Justice O'Callaghan has handed down a uh, $60,000 penalty on the company for failing to act legally. $50,000 $50,000 on the company and $10,000 on the director. Now, you might say, oh, geez, it's a bit rough on the director. Well, when you own a holiday resort in Fiji, even if it was a little bit damaged by a cyclone, you're still well ahead on points. So, Tom, $10,000 is bugger all. Also, the health and safety rep, Paul Hess, has not only been reinstated, he's also going to cop... Twenty-seven thousand dollars in uh, back in, uh, back wages. wages and a ten thousand dollar <laughs> compensation payment for all the pain and suffering he's had to go through. The other matters are ongoing, but uh, let me just say, 
This is making legal action very attractive. We even made a profit, I think. No. No. That might make up for a few of the other ones we've had. <laughs> I just said on this case. Right on. So well done to the legal team at the CFME. Yes. Well done to the blokes on the job, Paul, and uh, he stuck fat right the way through and he fronted up to go back to work when he was reinstated and they denied him entry. But he is on the payroll and we're negotiating his actual return to the job. And good on Paul for returning because there's a lot of people that just go, yeah, you know, get get the golden handshake and not come back. And, exactly. You know, he, that's a big yep. effort to walk back into yep. a joint after you've been laid off. Right and, and we we should spend, send the, yeah, it's right, I can't vote, and we should send a special cheerio because there's been a bit of action out at the Tullamarine Airport we're here. There's been, um, uh, <laughs> there's been an unidentified flying object. <laughs> well, there's been a, apparently that, that should, we had some air, pilots ringing up, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, pilots ringing up. There was some, some flashing, there's a, apparently they're putting a, a solar uh, farm out there and one of the blokes had his hat off, and then they reckon he's bald, and, he, and the sun was hitting his his three kz and 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 flashing up the planes. They couldn't even see 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 how to come in and all that. So I've had to cancel a few flights. Yeah, yeah. So to, to our mate Sammy, can you please keep your hat on, mate, out there? I mean, uh, I know you lose a bit of your lovely, but I mean, you know, mate. <coughs> oh dear! <laughs> Don't you laugh? <laughs> yeah. So a cheerio to Sam. Sam Presty. Our lovely mate. Good, Good old to Sam. see you back working and uh, it'll be very warm out there over summer. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, and we should also send a uh, cheerio and condolences to uh, Josh Hunter. His father, Mark, passed away. He was promised uh, eight weeks and he was uh, he lucky to survive too. But Mark Hunter was a... Um, Delegate for the union in uh, Skyline's uh, SCAF company uh, for a very long time and a long time employee. And uh, to all Mark's family, Josh, his son who looked after him at the end and to all the rest of the family and all the mates who have all chipped in and uh, going to give him a decent farewell. So looking after him at the, even at the end. Righto, Scallywags. Where we got? I've got Buxton and Waco Ooh. out at uh, a job in the eastern suburbs Ring where wood. they had a dispute about money and who were the losers? The subcontractors. So the subbies who went in there to do the scaffold, uh, there was a blue between Buxton and Waco and the subbies ended up getting caught in the middle. Absolute isn't joke. It, it's always the way, isn't it? The two, yeah. the two bigger companies always bully the smaller companies. Yeah. It's a bloody joke. Anyway, uh, well done to the uh, subcontractors who uh, got pushed up against each other, but they sorted out in a gentlemanly, comradely way. And now the money issues are being sorted all the way around. Uh, another nomination is Megasaur. The, med the bloke who runs Megasaur was not carrying out his obligations as per the uh, Fair Work Commission's ruling in JobKeeper. And uh, he wasn't paying overtime and a few other things. Mate, you've now been given the official advice from the Fair Work Commission. Get on with it and stop sucking. Pelija is uh, out at Sunshine and uh, they're doing a big assy job out there and it is an absolute disgrace. And uh, I also got Keynes. Oh, oh Keynes. 
It's a contest between them and Hollands as to who's going to be the scallywag of the year, I reckon. But anyway, Keynes have uh, started this uh, little thing about advising people how to do a non-union agreement and get rid of the previous entity and the previous agreement and basically justify rip-off rates. So... No, not Keynes. No, and, and advised possibly by the ABCC. I'm not sure if that's yeah. true, but anyway, that's one of the allegations that's being made. And yet, we've got a situation at the Iron Ear Hospital where HMY are still in a situation where they've got all sorts of shenanigans going on with subbies. And guess who is supposed to be auditing them? Who? Price Waterhouse Cooper. <laughs> Hey, Price Waterhouse Cooper and the state government are supposed to have all this under control. And uh, is that the Iron Ear Hospital? That's the Iron Ear no. Hospital. Is that still going? It's still going, and there's more and more money being owed. There's more and more taxpayers' money going down the shit shoot. And I reckon, though, I've got to say, the state government's done a good job in many areas when it comes to the Iron Ear Hospital and this particular ongoing contract. It must be five years now. This has been going on. There's money owing everywhere, and the, rest. and the people who are supposed to be checking up on it aren't doing it. So definitely H&Y, PwC, and a few other people all get nominated. I've also got ATS, a uh, joinery company who uh, talked their blokes into voting down the long-standing agreement off-site. And, uh, any I've, new never, I've never heard of that. And their new employees, because uh, the old employees will protect what they've got at the moment, that was the dirty deal, but the new employees who come in will be on the award. And the difference is unbelievable. How long before you reckon all the old employees have become new employees? <laughs> well, he's only Not long. Only, only <laughs> got to change the company. Uh, the agreement doesn't exist anymore, so it can't go to don't the new give company. My, don't give them ideas. You know, we've got a lot of bosses listening here, they've Warren. Got, they've got lots of good ideas, bosses, as far as they're concerned. And, of course, uh, Melbourne Precast. Tom, you are an absolute legend. You are going to go down in the annals of CFMEU history because you are the first director to be fined and found guilty by the federal court. Happy days. Jeez. Who are we going with? Well, geez, I can't remember anymore. Well. well, let's go to Tom. It's the first time we've won one, so we might as well <laughs> get the mileage out of it. Well, there you go. Melbourne Precast, definitely the winner. Can't argue with that. And uh, Sookie Lala's. Cool. Who's the who's the race We can nearly chuck someone in there, couldn't we? The boss. Oh yeah, <laughs> I nominate Campo because <laughs> he was sucking up before. The boss of uh, Megasaur who can't seem to read bloody Queen's English. Um, Waco Buxton. Uh, who else have we got? No, that's I reckon Megasaw. Megasaw. It's pretty straightforward, isn't it? But, but as we know, and we'll be finding out more about this as all the boys start coming back, who's brought yeah. in the... the um, but then, you know, Waco and Buxton trying to pick on subbies, you know... Yeah, but a single bloke. I mean, he's, the bloke's had enough balls to speak up for himself. I think he should get a bit of... Yep. Righto, so we're going to go with Megasaur for the Sookie Lala. And, of course, our good friend Tom and the rest of the happy crew 
Uh, I don't think the rest of the directors actually know what it's going to cost them yet. But anyway, Melbourne Precast are the winners of Scallywag of the Week. Right, I'll go out the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare to win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good, Good morning, morning from, from the, the Concrete, concrete gang. gang. And brother, do the intro. We're going out with Keller Malafella for the Turak Tractor. <laughs> well done, mate. Well done. Never saw a scrubber we couldn't toss Cause I'm the father from Kanamala Yes, I'm the Kanamala fella Now once when I was drooling on the cattle trails I met a little girl, her name was Ada Bills I said, marry me Ada, I'll be the fella We'll settle down in Orgrefella I'll be the fella Yes, I'll be the Orcatella fella Well, she said her daddy's name was Charlie Bell She had a lot of kitties and a lot of pills So I grabbed my horse, it was nice and handy And I never stopped till I reached Deering Bandy It was a dandy, a Deering Bandy listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.